Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Kevin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. We are here to talk about Spies, Eyes, and Allies, Episode 4. After the complete snooze fest we had last week, we had a fireworks show tonight. <laughs> it was great. What did we think? I mean, this, I would be, this would have easily been the best episode of last season, right? Um, I don't know about that. I really liked the episode towards the end where, like, Fessy put himself in elimination. There was all the plotting around Corey and stuff, too. But this was a very good episode. Yeah, well, I felt like this was the best. This was the best episode since one of the Total Madness episodes, easily to me. Okay, so you're in agreement that this would have been the best episode for last season, right? Oh yeah, for sure. This was far superior to anything that happened last year. We talk about those episodes that are pretty much just those dynamite episodes where you're pretty much like hooked in and can't believe what's going on. This was on the border of that. I don't know if it was quite to that point, but this was really close because there were so many storylines that were captivating. Uh, There was something going on throughout. The mission was, I think, only 26 minutes. So they went half as long. They listened to us. It was a a tolerable mission. And it was a mission where what happened in the mission branched out and had further effects than what was just going on in the mission, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They all went at once in the mission. Uh, Well, two heats. Let's be clear. Two heats. Yeah. I, I, I think that's it. Like, if you do, like, two different occurrences... If you do two different repetitions of a mission, I think it's fine. Once you start to go a little bit more beyond that, I feel like you lose people. Yeah. The other thing that made this mission good, too, besides it just being a really well-done mission, is kind of like what we were talking about last week, how Survivor, Jeff Probst, does a great job of kind of letting you know how this is going and who's ahead and all that stuff. This was a mission where it was easy to see who was doing well, who was doing poorly. Then you had Huey freaking out. I mean... (laughs) You had everything you needed to track what was going on. And who knew that his freak out was really going to play into everything that occurred later. Let's come back to the mission. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. Let's talk about Fessy and Amber B. Uh, We have to talk about this now. So so you put that number one on the priority list over the Corey Huey blow up to? Oh, 100%. 100%. Because that's over. Like, it's already done with. That's fair. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to, like, nothing will come from that for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that Amber B won in the sense that it's going to be much more entertaining for her to come back than it would have been for her to lose and just go home. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm Fessy, it's just too soon. He's an idiot. I'm sorry. Yeah. That, I don't he know. He is what, a messy, like? messy player. Messy, messy, messy. Like he, messy. he burns. So he burns to. Like eventually, this veterans alliance is going to seemingly fold up and get pushed to the side. It's just going to have to. And once that happens, you're going to need to have a good locked in group amongst that veterans. He just turned on. Yeah, just blew up that whole group. Now it's. I can understand him wanting to do it too soon. Like it's it's episode four. We have nineteen episodes to go. Do that at like episode fourteen. Right when the numbers really start to get down to it, and you really have to trust the people that are part of your alliance. And what mm-hmm. makes this even an even more t- bad decision is it really seemed like Amber B is locked in. She wanted to be part of the Big Brother alliance. Well, what's she gonna so- do? What's she gonna do? What what's else is she Amber gonna, gonna do? do? Exactly. Yeah. We talked about that the last couple of the weeks. She has no other options. This is her option, right? Also, it's like. Like, the way he would get put in by Amber is if Amber wins. If Amber wins, Josh is his par- her partner. She's not, he's not he doing that. He ain't putting Fessy in. 
It's a terrible move. It, it, like, it was an dumb. awful. Move. It really is. is it made Tori. It, it made Tori's move last week look like a master class in chess. This was the dumbest well, so move Bessie could have made. The, the the thing is though that Tori made a bunch of bad moves go or going up into the point where she put in whoever she put in last week. She put in Tasha mm-hmm. and Jeremiah. Yeah. Yeah. Fessy this week, he played it fine up until the point where he actually put in Amber B, right? The other thing is, too, is the it was the editors did a great job with it. The moment Fessy starts speaking, they flash to Josh and he's shaking his head. They, say, they, flash, to, they flash to Esther and she's shaking her head at the same time. I don't know if it's in relation to what Fessy's about to do or the fact that other people are talking in the background, but everyone seems to be losing their minds the moment they realize what Fessy's going to do. <laughs> you know, I think Esther is smarter than Fessy in this game right now. Oh, like, for to sure. Be, like, she good. Is, she's really good, and there is not even a whisper that she's in trouble. Like, none. Even though she's Fessy's partner, she's a rookie, She she's in a very good spot. Because even though Fessy has backstabbed his whole alliance... To me, I don't know that he's necessarily going to be a house vote. He's going to be a winner's I, vote. I don't know. No, he would have to be a house vote because the way it's going to work is the winner's vote will probably be rookies for the most part, I would imagine. Well, maybe not. But there's going to be a lot of house votes that they're going to have to put in one of these vests. I, I think he's – there's been a lot of self-sabotage so far this season, so maybe people will just keep nuking themselves. But This was really bad. Yeah. So There's the so is, much – go ahead. What does – I'm not letting Trey talk. Excuse me for, for the commentary that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for that. people who don't know, too, Trace is on like a, a second or two delay most of the time when we're on uh, our current recording service. So I, I do feel bad. That I feel like we, we box him out while Brett before was, he's trying to get in. It was hilarious because the commentary called you Trey. So apparently yep. they weren't even listening to you either. If, if she doesn't <laughs> think we're listening to you, she called you Trey. I'm just the old man yelling well, at clouds. That's I've all. I've never I heard am. him say his full name because we get in before he can get to the full tree. Yeah, so it's just Trey. Fair enough. All uh, right, yeah. Oh. oh, okay. So this episode is if if you if I want to if I'm talking I'm talking to the producers right now. I'm talking specifically to you because I know there's a couple of you that watch or listen. This episode is what you're aiming for in the current format of the show because it was a good mission with the right amount of time. And I know exactly what's going on politically and strategically. And I was surprised because they didn't tip fully off that Fessy was going to put Amber in. Okay. He te- they teased it a little bit and then they gave you that really awesome Corey Fessy discussion in the club where it looked yeah. like Fessy was looking at Corey going, yeah, that's reasonable. You know, I got to talk to Esther, but I could, I could be willing to do that. No problem. And then you had the conversation with Casey, Josh and, Fe- Josh and Fessy about putting Amber in. And they're both like, don't do it. Whatever you do, don't do it. And then in the confessionals that they showed prior, it never really felt like he was really going to do it. So when he started doing it, it was like a bomb went off in the editing. He so- has to. The, the, moment he, <clears throat> the moment he even goes in that direction, he has to put her in. At that point, like I don't even know why Josh... I don't get what Josh is doing. Why does he really want Amber B as a partner? One, why does he want Amber B as a partner? Why well, I think he, he sees her as a vote to... as much as anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a partner, one, she did just kill a final. If he's setting himself up for that, okay. Mm-hmm. But then also, is, like, I think he just sees her as a vote. What is Amber B going to do now? Who's she going to go vote with? 
Like, when, when she's back? Yeah. Well, like, I, I, I put her game plan Not with Fessy. That's what I can tell you. Not with Here's Fessy. what I see happening, okay? The Big Brother Alliance sticks around minus Fessy. Fessy's on an island at this point because Josh doesn't you want to work think... with him. No, Casey will still I vote I don't with think him. so. I don't, I well, think... no. Think about this, though, okay? Amber B ain't going to vote with him. So, so if you're Casey, you've got Josh and Amber B. You got Josh and Devin, which kind of gets you Kyle. Like, Fessy's the odd person out now. He's got nobody. I don't think I don't think anything comes from this, really. Like, I think he's going to be... Uh, no, see, I, I think what could come from this, and we saw because Kyle and Devin had their Fisher, which is, is probably like the, the fourth or fifth thing <laughs> to happen this episode in terms of priority list. Um, but I think what kind of happens is it turns into almost a haves and have not situation where the people who perceive themselves as weaker. Like, we clearly see Devin and Josh have some self-awareness this episode that, like, they need to run to the final with each other so they have a shot to win. I think what we could see is those, like have not type players just keep voting in the CTs and the Fessies and the people they perceive to be bigger threats once the vets come around. Have we ever seen that work successfully? And I'm not and I'm not saying that no, that's not have like we ever seen Devin or Josh win before. Like I think that they're aware enough that to in order to win they're gonna need to do something like that. What I'm talking about is like have we ever seen that type of strategy work? And the reason that we haven't seen that type I don't of think strategy we've seen work employed that much. We've seen it attempted. And the reason why is be, it doesn't work is because at the end of the game it comes down to the people that win the missions are in power. And Devin and Josh, it's very unlikely that they're going to be able to win missions to put themselves in power late in the game. Now, I don't know about that. I don't think that. they're that unlikely to win missions. Because a lot of the missions would go towards what? Devin's strengths. Like, no. Well, the Devin would have been able to win this mission easily. Devin was uh, winning this mission until Kyle screwed up. Like, he was legitimately, he was so winning. That, that's another thing. I Trace mentioned that he thought that he was able to see kind of who was winning um, throughout this mission. I don't know. I still like want to be able to like have like a better idea of who's winning and by how much. I understand that they want to want to keep up parity, well, but I I wasn't really kind of like able to follow it as, as closely. I think that there really wasn't a who was winning as much because whoever was winning could have like whoever was ahead, I guess, could have uh, been taken out at any mm-hmm. time. Like I, I think really who was winning was just you put one in and then who put the second one in. Like I think that's kind of what it was. Had Kyle not knocked Devin down, they were almost done with their second. Um lock so they would have just had the final one so it kind of sabotaged the whole plan by and that's that's another thing to think through is we did kyle i they seemed really upset about it i looked at it as kyle was in the middle of the mission was flustered and he got confused and so he just was like oh i gotta win and he threw his thing in devon i don't think there was anything malicious but now he's got the snake thing planted in everybody's well head. i think this there's a really easy comparison for this this is exactly like when zach threw the ball to west on war of the worlds one yeah I, I really think that's what this was um uh, i do get though where being aligned with someone who's not able to keep their composure in a pressure situation it is very concerning you, mm-hmm. you want to be able to see yeah. somebody that when they're in that type of spot, be able to keep with it. I really think what Kyle should have just said was, look, I, I had a, there were a couple of other numbers around. I thought that the easiest bridge to, to repair would be yours. I think that would have been his best play. At point. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, De- Devin brought, brought up the point, and it was pretty much what you were alluding to, that it's almost more concerning that he wasn't able to handle himself with composure in that situation as opposed mm-hmm. to him just turning his back on him. Right. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. like out, outright, like thinking it through as a calculated move. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, well, well, uh, go ahead. 
Oh, so real quickly, on the aftermath, they did discuss that Kyle, um, and so in the middle of the mission, Esther has a chance to like put one on Kyle and she doesn't. And then Kyle says, look, for the rest of things, for if you don't put one on me now, I won't put one on you for the rest of it. So that's why he doesn't put it on Fessy and Esther. That was his explanation. She, well, how many other options did he have at that point? Two. Not many. He had like uh, Fessy and I Esther. Think he had a few. Because Devin gets knocked out like not too far into it. Well, there's only five teams, six teams going, teams and I think two or three were already gone. So he had so, like Fessy, Esther, he had Devin and uh Emmy. Emmy, and then there was there was one other team and I can't remember who it was right now. I'd have to go back and look at I didn't bring my notes down here like an idiot. There's just there's just no point to doing this. Like you you want to win the, the mission in episode four? Who cares? Who cares? You're the double vet team. Like, <laughs> you're the double vet team. Who cares? Yeah. And and the other piece of this that's even dumber is if he's really your number one, at no point ever in the game, ever, 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 do you do anything to take your number one out of an opportunity. Ever. Because that's how you lose your number one. What do you think what do you think was a dumber move? Kyle going after Devin in the mission or Fessy going after Amber. No, it's definitely Fessy there. and Amber. Kyle Fessy, and Kyle stupid. and Devin can repair what happened there. There's there's a road to that. I don't see what like that it was, was such a public display so they, with Fessy and Amber too. How how do they get back from that? The moment that Fessy started to speak and he just goes, Sheesh, I just started like cracking up laughing uncontrollably. Like I couldn't believe it, dude. How did <laughs> you feel about T- not TJ it. pulling out his phone while they were funny? That was funny. I thought it was, it was funny, dead. but it's also kind of like you're the host of a reality competition program. He what do you expect to around. be like observing? He's joking around. That's why I thought I know it, he's joking around. They should have like shown like some more self awareness with like him like looking at it and then looking up and then laughing and like putting it back in. You know what I mean? That's definitely I I definitely paid a little bit uh, closer attention to the way that they edit the show now. Um, this episode because we've talking about been talking about it lately. They could definitely let, and Trace brought it up recently too, they could definitely let some of these moments breathe a little bit more. Like the one with Huey and CT at the start of the episode where CT kind of shows uh, Huey how to work out. They didn't really need to over-edit that as much. That's just funny on its own, right? Those two interacting and joking around, you don't need to start flashing back and forth at a bunch of different angles and like playing dubstep. You just let it go. Yeah. Can, Can we talk about Huey now? Okay, yeah. but before you do, I want to okay, tag okay. up because I, I had a funny thought watching that. I'm like, you know what? I need the C.T. Huey odd couple sitcom on MTV. Like, just let them be roommates for a month and film it and just the hilarity that would ensue because they really were like the odd couple working out in that room together. It was really funny to me. I, I found it. I giggled audibly at it. The so C.T. Rob- workout videos with Big T last season and then Huey this season. It seems like that's just going to be a recurring thing now. Yeah, I mean, at that point, at this point, that's a challenge trope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but so with him and the elimination, what did you think going into it? Once you saw it was him and Amber, what the elimination was like? Were you thinking that? Like, what were you given their odds at? Uh, less than fifty percent for sure. I thought I yeah. thought Coriel and Michelle would have been the favorites. I think all of yeah. us would have had them as the favorites. Yeah, yeah. For sure. this elimination was tailor made for Michelle because it's something that they would do on Survivor with bamboo totally. instead of metal. You know, it's like totally, this, yeah. this was served up to her on a platter to win and them getting their carabiner stuck, screwed them completely. And Amber and Huey were on a mission were, to they, win that. 
they were already behind. I really think with this one, you need to be just a similar size and like mindset to your partner is the big thing. I think that really what happened was Corey L was just too big for this one. Yeah. You, re- it's. I think it's pretty apparent too that the reason, one of the main reasons that Fessy wanted to put Huey in is because he thought that that would give the highest probability to send. Oh, for sure, home. for sure. No, no, no um, question. That was that was what it was. <laughs> like Huey did great. I mean, he performed well. Um, except shocking, besides dropping the, the key. So honestly, that what would have what would have been better? Them losing the key and it being far enough away that they lose, or now having Amber B coming back and going back into the house and seeing the aftermath. Them well, losing the I, key. I really might like be Michelle better. and Coriel, so I yeah. would I wouldn't mind them being back. But I I, I think that them coming back in this manner is going to make for a pretty explosive situation. Yeah. I mean, he, talk- Huey being around in the house seems like it should go hand in hand with ha- there being an explosive situation. So I, I think having, I mean, him would just like, what looks like something so people shouting at each other like that in the middle of an elimination? Dude, don't that, like, you never love- happens. R- real, yeah, I mean, there's so much we can talk about, right? This but was Inferno 1-esque. Did, yeah, didn't you love how Ashley, after Huey wins, and after they make it known that they plan to switch partners, uh... Ashley's like, don't pick me. No, just don't do it. <laughs> I got your back, but do not pick All me. Right. Let's go. Let's go back to them screaming at each other in the middle God. of the elimination. Absolutely insane. Tra- Trace mentioned it. Inferno won the Kendall Leah elimination. Uh, one of the best eliminations of all time. If anyone has never seen it, go back and watch it. I don't know. Like, what, what, what never happened. Like, them screaming at each other. I, I don't. I actually think Michelle pointing out the thing to the producers is like not a bad play because we have no. definitely seen in the past where like producers will get. If you're that far well, behind, you have to do it. You got. Oh, yeah. You got to do it. Really, it really is, and it sounds cheap, but it's what you got to do. You got to find something tell. to get the producers about. You can tell Michelle has been on reality TV before. Yeah, she, she knows what and she's she doing. knows what she's doing because that was a vet play right there. Yeah, her, uh, this is her first time being eliminated too from reality competition program. Yeah, it's true. I yeah, I, uh, I legit hope we see both her and Corey back. I yeah, feel like I they brought something. Back. They were good. Uh, yeah, so the, the, them fighting in the elimination, just Huey like. His barking at Amber throughout it too, I thought was great. Like I, I don't know, I I thought he was great. And them fighting afterwards too, and TJ really getting into them about it. It does seem like they're really gonna like lock down on any sort of physical contact this season, which is good. What What did you think about uh, TJ calling out Huey for not winning in the appropriate manner? What did you think? About <laughs> I get why he has to do it because MTV's telling him to. Yeah. Because they're like, we can't have this on our show. The thing with them that bothers me about that, though, like, okay, I get you can't have it on the show. They're also advertising it, like, over the top completely. Yeah, whenever it's time very it hypocritical. They, Extremely they hypocritical. have, Hall of Fame has, like, a 20-minute thing about him kill, almost killing Adam. Dude, <laughs> one of the all-time best underrated elimination moments is, remember, in, I don't, I think this may have been, I think this was in, like, uh, I don't know if they showed this in the actual episode or if this was shown in the reunion, but when Derek and Cyrus are in an elimination against each other in Gauntlet 2, and Cyrus starts to get into it with TJ, and they're, like, screaming at each other, like, face-to-face, and Timmy has to, like, go over there and separate them. Yeah. That's the reunion. 
It is in the reunion? Yeah. And then yeah. TJ has like a moment of clarity where he's like, oh, dude, my bad. Like, my bad. Yeah. Um, all right. What are we talking about? All right. So I want to go back to Huey for a second and Amber in this because they wanted this win badly, like really, really badly. And when they realized they dropped the key, the fact that Huey was able to split himself that far out as short as he is to get that key. And then that moment where to get to the end, Amber flips over the bar and just uses her whole body to just do what she did. I got my hats off to him. I, I did not think that they were going to do as well as they did. And they did really. And it, it has to be hard to, to go into an elimination and work with someone you've never worked with before. Whereas at least yeah, Corey sure. and Michelle have been working together. The team that gets picked from the winners really is at a disadvantage. And the fact that they were able to rise above that is really good for both of their games. Because now you start going, do I really want to see these two in elimination unless I can match them up against somebody else that might have a shot at beating them? Yeah, it's funny. I called him a smaller British Josh prior to the season's beginning, and I think that was out. But I actually do think he's shown a level of competence so far. That, that, that's been good. Like he, like in the swimming mission, we see he's flipping out, but then he actually physically, actually back to the physically or overall as a competitor. I guess more overall. Yeah, you might have just insulted him though, because I'm pretty sure he's Irish and not British. Well, I I, I said that before I knew he was. Uh, Irish and not British. I know that that would definitely not go over well with him. I'm sure. Yeah, no. Uh, but I, I mean, he like he, like the thing is he'll flip out before the missions, but then he at least like shows up. Like he like on the mission one day, um, the swimming one. He he's one of the one of the he moves very well when he's in the water and he gets yeah. back to the bow before Ashley does. I think physically, physically, he's like he could be worse as far as his the the rest of his game. I think as Josh is like leaps and bounds better. I mean, he's like crying to to Ashley after he like absentmindedly well, admits that they voted for that he voted we for themselves. That. You never well, do I, that. I also don't, I don't think that's do like that. I don't think she I don't think she should be that mad at him for that. They're not no, going she to. should be furious. You she just don't absolutely do that. Be you just don't do don't. it. You just don't do it. You never know. You, you know, never like, ever ever burn a vote on yourself. And by the way here we don't see the tally of the votes. Yeah. We only see who goes in. He could have voted for uh, CT and Berna, and no one would have ever known it. You never, ever, ever, ever hang a burn vote on yourself, ever. There's just no reason. All right. So I will say we've talked about the length of the three major segments on the show, right? When it comes to the elimination, the challenge, and everything else. Right, <laughs> this episode would is a much more optimal mix of what we're talking about relative to the like dog shit that we saw last week, where the mission last week was thirty two minutes long and was over a third of the episode. This week, what percentage of the uh, episode do you think the mission was? Uh, well, when was are we kind of cutting off? It was like 25% as my guess. So it was 28% and it would have been lower if you didn't count all of the drama that happened between Kyle yeah, and Devin. Yeah, where Devin right? and Kyle are so it would have been That's even generous, right? So that's like, mm-hmm. that, that's even higher than really what it really was. Mm-hmm. The elimination was 27% and then everything else was 43%. I like that's it. much more in line with what I feel like brings them, like give, gives a better product. 
Do we think anything happened really with Devin and Kyle? I mean, it did seem like Not even right. the people outside of Devin weren't very happy with Kyle from that. Uh, I mean, if uh, it does, honestly, it's going to be way further down the line. I think that... I mean, how much... Well, I guess we have... The thing is that does suck about this week is it does seem like Gobble and Emily are just going to be a write-em-off vote next week. It's yeah. unfortunate. You know, if, it, if there's it, anybody that was screwed over the most in this episode it was gabo because he had a <laughs> he had a free ride towards the end and the look on his face when nani was picked was like his grandmother just got punched in the face at least he was able to reason that that was that that was bad at that point let's talk about the decisions of huey and amber b about who they picked at the at the end of the episode huey picks uh Nani. Nani, which I think is the perfect selection for him. Yep. Do you yeah. agree or disagree? A lot Agreed. of connections. They're not going to be much of a threat to anybody. So I, I guess the one thing he has to worry about, though, is like he should probably be trying to win some of these missions just because I don't think I don't think there's much preventing from being put in again. Like if somebody's going to do a similar thing they did this week where they'll put them with a stronger girl in the hopes that that gets them sent home. Like I don't think this is keeping him out of jail. Well, the only the only thing with that, though, is, is when you look at the rest of the female cast that was up there, aside from Tori, who do you pick? Casey. Okay, that's a good pick. That's not a bad pick. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Amanda, I actually think wouldn't have been a bad pick. I don't know. I, her personality is a little bit too fiery for Huey. I think Huey needs someone that's a little bit more laid back. It would have been good for my entertainment, at least. Yeah, it would have been I really think, funny. <laughs> I think Casey I, I think is she's geared towards steps and missions so he can win, though. Like, I like, I still think he, he and Casey aren't winning any of the, like, muscle run type comp- missions. That the third base suit is going to be in a puzzle or something more tactical. All right. What do we think of Amber B's decision? I mean, that's just the right one. It was the right, right? one because it created wow. a rookie, rookie team. There were other selections that she could have made that would have made a rookie rookie team. She could have picked Nelson, right? Um, she could have picked going down the list. Who else could she have picked? She could have picked Fessy. That would have made a rookie. No, rookie she pick. couldn't have. No, because Fessy oh, was yeah, the winner. Yeah, right, well, he's right, in the right. agency. Yeah, uh, I think I just think it's fine. I don't even think there's much beyond. Like if they, she picks Devin, that's fine. If she picks Nelson, that's fine. She could have picked Corey too. Um, she could have picked CT. Her partner from last season. I don't know. I think there's a little bit more going on. I feel like I almost think with CT. Yeah, I almost think with CT that's kind of too easy a vote in though. If they need a vet team to pick, yeah. My immediate reaction is don't pick CT because you guys both won last season. That's an easy bone for vets to go. Hey, let's throw the two winners in. Like that's. I I honestly, I I really think if Fessy was going to take a shot, I almost would have taken it at CT over Amber. I don't think he and CT are working together beyond this veteran's truce at all. I don't think CT really even has that many connections. And if you set him, I guess this is one. Everything that you're everything that you're saying about CT right now is also true for Amber B. No, but clearly Amber B. By voting in Amber B., that set off an alarm with Josh and Casey. That I don't think CT does. We have no indication whatsoever that this set off an alarm with uh, Casey. Like. Like, we didn't even... Well, she, well, she was telling him not to do it, wasn't she? No, no, not at all. We didn't see her one time. Literally I not one time did we see her. 
I think that it, if anything, it just puts her in a tough spot because I think I, Fessy isolated himself from the other guys because Josh ain't going to work with him after this. Like, I really don't. I think that's done. We like, have no, seen that Josh is, is very emotional like that. Like, remember, like, the whole thing with Polly on War of the Worlds 2 once Josh votes, once Polly puts in bananas after Josh put in Wes. I think they're going to be voting again with each other. I don't think anything happens from this. Um, like, there may be some stuff, like, further down the line, but for the immediate future, like, I don't think this is going to put Fessy on an island and have people trying to take shots at Fessy. It's just that, wait, once Gabo and, like, what, what do we give Gabo and Emmy shots of winning this, this next elimination at? We don't know who they're going to be up against, but... Very like, small. Well, it's going to be two other rookies, right? It's going to be the same thing, most likely, unless someone takes a shot at a veteran. Yeah, we. Because, I mean, look, we just saw this because, so maybe because those two are going to be the houseboat, uh, Gabo and Emmy, and then it's going to. Dude, I mean, we've lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight rookies. <laughs> eight rookies. This really no, is the rookie me, slaughter. Rookie nine slaughter. Nine. What do you mean? And then one Tom, Are you counting and, Tommy and, too? Because then, Lauren Kugel yeah. went home and Amber yeah, took her place. So I guess. I guess if I if I count Tommy, I also have to count uh, Nam. So nine out of the ten people that have gone home to this point have been rookies. I mean, eight out of the eight out of the ones who've been like actually eliminated. Yeah. But when do we think it's gonna? St- I mean, like, because one eventually, like, one of the veterans that's voted in as a pair is gonna lose. So yeah. Then that well, that the was the thing that happened that I said last week. As I said, they've probably got two more episodes of being able to get rookie rookie pairs auto voted in after next week. It's going to be really difficult to finagle the numbers into rookie rookie pairs again. So I think that at the, the not next week, well, but the week after, you're going to get a house vote where a vet's going in, and it's probably going to be Big T and Jeremiah. Yeah, I mean, so that's the thing with Fessy too, right? It seems like next week it's going to play out pretty chalk, right? Which definitely benefits him. It's going to get the heat off his back a little bit and kind of put this in the rearview mirror a little bit more You just never know what's going to happen over an episode or two. There's always going to be somebody else who dukes themselves worse than you did. Or Amber can just end up going home randomly at some point. Something else that we saw this episode that I thought was really interesting is that Devin, like, could care less about Corey. And that he was, like, on the top of Devin's list for who to, like, put in when we saw the conversation early on in the episode with Kyle. Um, and that well, kind we saw of goes... they had a kind of a feud last season, remember? No, I don't remember that. Uh, when Devin, Devin, there's the whole thing where when Devin's put in against Wes, he's like trying to get them to vote for Corey and Tori, and he takes Tori after he wins, and they're like having some back and forth. Honestly, I wonder if there's still some bad blood from when Corey slammed Tony's head into the ground on a final reckoning and then gets him and Devin sent home. I don't know. Like they, uh, they have a shot to win that season. I mean, if they just hang around and Corey, like, very, very stupidly takes that away from them. All right. We talked about – what were we talking about before we started to talk about Devin there? We were still talking about – oh, Fessy. What will happen from Fessy? What, what will happen let, – let, let's go on record here. What do we think will happen between Fessy and Josh? Will they make up – at this point, is it scorched earth? Are they no longer voting together? Or is it somewhere in between? I, so somewhere in between is definitely, I think, the answer for part of it. Yeah, I think it's somewhere in between because could it be repaired? Yes. The problem you have is, is Josh is super emotional 
and Fessy makes really messy decisions. I mean, he really is messy Fessy at this point. So I could see them getting in a situation where it's like, hey, bro, sorry. Josh is going to be like, okay, but you cannot vote against Amber again. And he's like, I can't promise that. And the bomb goes off again. So, I don't think he would. I don't think he would say that. I think he would be like, "Yeah, fine." Whatever. Well, I don't know. I guess I shouldn't say that. It's that's, that's the correct move. I don't know, man. <laughs> that's the correct move. Who knows what he would actually do? Um, but at the end of the day, what other options does Amber B have? She just has no other options. I really think she will try and what? go back and work with Casey and Josh. Where Fessy falls in, into that mix, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see play out. It's it's going to be interesting, especially because let's 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 assume for a moment that Amber. Because by the way, we have two new strong teams. Okay, Devin and Amber is a good team. Yeah. You also have Josh and Ashley, which that's, that's a, a very team. interesting team. That's a good he, team. I wouldn't put Bartho much different on the power ranking scale. I mean, they're not the uh, best teams, but dude, they're better so- than where they were. Josh and Josh and Ashley are very well aligned in the house compared to Amber, who has no swing. I was speaking more towards a mission performance. No, yeah, I wasn't talking about that at all. Um, okay, yeah, just so we're on the same page. Yeah, because Amber B has like no pull in the house whatsoever. Devin is very well aligned at this point, and then compare that to Josh, very good position, and Ashley, very good position as well. I think I think we could see. Um, some interesting. Uh, at, we do see though now there are a couple of people who seem like they could be men without a country once the veterans like for every week that there is that veterans teams has to go in. Um, like I think CT. I still don't know where CT's head really is in all of this. I think like, Kyle uh, falls into that group as well. I think Kyle is falling in there. Big T clearly is in that group. I think you could kind of hope to scrap together something and make it through a few votes if you're Amber without using the Big Brother group. Okay. The, what other major points have we not touched on here? Um, I mean, mission, we talked about the elimination. Um, we talked. I about, didn't really like how they did the club scene this episode. Like, we got some scheming with Corey and Fessy. Then we also got like some of the romance stuff with uh, Amber and Jeremiah. That's really his first time getting on TV, really. So I thought that that was really a good part of this episode too. I agree. I thought, the nomination, let's talk about the nomination a little bit. Oh, yeah, I, thought, too. I mean, it was the same, like, tired bullshit that we always hear about. Do you keep the strong people? Do you keep the weak people in preparation for what's about to happen? I thought that was such a weird play from them. Like, I thought for yeah. sure. Because, like, the, the play is just say, hey, look, this veterans alliance is going to break. Whichever one of your sides has less numbers should be taking out a, a, shot at the side, a shot at the other side right now. Because at the end of the day, Michelle and Coriel don't really care. Like, they, there's really no reason for them to talk. Uh, it really just comes down to what Fessy and Esther do. That's all that. That's all they care about. Well, I, I think that, like, I think they have a case to make that's not probably going to go through because people will always retreat towards playing more passively. But if you say, look, once we go, this veteran's alliance is going to have to break, and one of you guys is on the bottom of it, or a group of you guys on the bottom of it more accurately. Yeah, sure. And you need I mean, to vote with us. Yeah, I mean, you take a stab at it. You see, you see what can happen. I mean, it's that's just a better play than what they did, where they were like, "Oh, well, keep the." I don't even know what they're trying to argue. No, keep I, the I agree. People I mean, around, like I, I don't even know what they're talking about. You got to try it. I mean, it's the survivor play, right? Like you're on the bottom. 
try and get some people to swing swing with you to the to, to that side, right? Um, That's just yeah. But the thing is, in this situation, they it doesn't seem like any was anyone is on their side, right? No, like no, no one no. is on their side. No. So at that point, there's really nothing you can do, and you just try to move the elimination matchup in your favor, which they did, but they they, they didn't get the right one. Um. So anything else that came out of the nomination? Um, that was about it. We get the no. explosion between Ashley and Huey. Um, after the nomination, we get the scene between Huey and Ashley and Michelle. Uh, it's funny how often it seems like it happens now where somebody's talking about somebody and that person just like sits down right in the middle of the camera frame as they're talking about them. Where when Ashley's talking about how she wants to put in, she wants Huey to go in basically to Michelle and then Huey just sits down right there. Is there just a lack of like awareness of the other people or what? I think, no, what it is is that whenever that happens, they're going to make sure to like point it out to us because it's a really interesting situation. Okay. Um, I agree with that. After we get that interaction, we get uh, the conversation between Fessy uh, and Josh, and Fessy talking about how he wants to send in Amber B. And I think I wrote this down in my notes, but they do do a good job of they kind of kind the editors decide to give them a fair edit and point out what Josh is thinking and what Fessy is thinking at this point, which I think is an interesting choice. Um, so who do we, we'll get into our power rankings later, but what do we, what do we think, how do we think this plays out for Josh and Fessy's future in this game? We've talked Everything about Fessy tonight. a lot. I, re- I really think what this is going to turn into is Josh is going to keep moving more towards Devin. And instead of seeing sort of like a big brother versus more traditional people part of the house, I really think it's going to turn into... Some of these people who haven't, a lot of these people who haven't, not only haven't won a season before, but really haven't been seen as that competitive previously. Like Devin and Josh would have the highlights on them. Who else would you put in that group? Um, I really think Nelson could fall on that group, even though he won, got second on Invasion, was very close to winning seemingly. That's I don't know. Well, I mean, he, he almost beat CT. Like they forced... He did. They forced uh, I, I still think that's such a tired, like they had a, they no, had to go through really? half the season without the veteran seat without the champions even there. Yeah, with a bunch of other people that didn't know like someone had to come from that group. Like someone had I, to come no, from it's just group. it's just a weird setup for a season. But it's a, it's, it's a, a bad setup. I'm glad I hope they don't do I, it again. I just think that there's so many other like worse setups. Like I think legit like free agents is almost a worse setup where it's just so random and like Johnny Riley who doesn't do anything the entire season wins because he happens to pull the kill card right. We, but regardless, for, what I'm saying, what, I don't think Nelson is seen in the house as that much of like a threat, even though I think he's actually pretty good. Uh, you don't see him talked about like Fessy or Corey. He's had a couple of losses now in eliminations when his record previously was very good. So I think he could kind of be in that group too. Uh, I will say this. The mission that happened this episode, this is essentially the coconut chop challenge, right? And this is the perfect... They really didn't give Corey and Michelle much of a shot here at all. No, not at all. But this is the perfect type of... This is the perfect type of mission to try and get an alliance to fold against each other, right? Oh, for sure. Because this just blatantly shows you who's on the top of an alliance and who's on the bottom of the alliance. And 
we really didn't get anything from it, right? Like we we saw Devin talk about how the vets agreed that well, whoever was winning would they would let go on and win. Um, really, what this was was just like a blunder by Kyle, an isolated incident. It, there wasn't anyone on the bottom who got kicked off early uh, that it made them think, "Oh, this is where I stand with this group." That didn't happen. It was weird from Kyle, too. I feel like we didn't even give much of his explanation for it. All he said was he was trying to win, which is so dumb. Trace, what do you think? I mean, I legit think he just got flustered and confused and just dropped it and didn't think through the implications of it. Because, I mean, it happens in sports all the time. And, you know, I know the challenge really – people debate whether it's a sport or not, but it's a competition reality show. It's not really a sport. Sorry to Derek Kaczynski and all those people that say that. It's a great show, great competition. It ain't a sport. Um, there's too many blunders in officiating, more so than the NFL. Uh, but this happens all the time. Like, sometimes you just make a split-second decision and you throw a pick six. It happens. Tom Brady does it, okay? And I'm not saying Kyle's Tom Brady at the challenge. I'm just saying even the best players make a stupid mistake sometimes. And Kyle just made a blunder and it cost some trust with his alliance. And I'm, I was hoping that Devin would be able to go, you know what? We're cool. But I also understand why Devin would say, I almost think it's worse that he got flustered because can I trust him not to get flustered later when there's less numbers and one of us has to win. So it it, I, it just it was a it was a blown it was a bad mistake on Kyle's part. That's all it was. We a little, alluded to it a little bit, but let's let's go in depth a little bit more on it now. The conversation that happens at the start of the episode, right before the mission between Casey and Amber B, where Amber B talks about how she's one hundred percent, one thousand percent. I think uh, no, 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 no. Excuse me. Casey says that she doesn't trade t- trust Amber B one thousand percent. But Amber B says that she is completely in on the Big Brother Alliance. This was like a terrible edit for Amber B at this point. They pretty much went out of their way to show that she doesn't really know how everyone else truly feels about her when it comes to the Alliance. Agreed. It was a it was a bad move on her part, but hey, she's not going to make that mistake the rest of the season. <laughs> Yeah, it's just another thing, though, too. I, luckily, I just don't think she has another thing to do. Like, she just doesn't have anybody else she can run to. I mean, now she's going to have to try to do something else, I guess. All right. Um, I mean, I, it's so weird. We've had episodes where, you know, nothing happens and we go on these long rants about why this doesn't work or that doesn't work. Like... There, I literally have nothing to complain about from this episode. For a 90-minute episode to get the layout we did, to get the content we did, to get the political maneuvering we did, the, the mission was the right move. If the only thing that is a little draggy was the, the house vote, but even that was interesting, like it wasn't terrible, and it led to a side effect conversation between Huey and Ashley, so... You know, this is one of those episodes where I just have to say to the people that edited it and put it together, like, this was a good show. It was a good episode. And I I hope that people that didn't watch it will go back and watch it. It was very good. Yeah, I mean, there's at least, this is promising, right? Because what happened in this episode, it's possible for the effects coming out of this to have it play out over, like, a longer course of time, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to see what happens with Amber, Amber B and Fessy now. 
we get to see what happens with Devin and Josh, even though it may, may be nothing. There's at least some possibilities coming out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, one thing I we haven't talked about too that I'm kind of curious. We have seen some of the veterans also grow to have a liking towards their rookie partner. I think Fessy and Esther, she just seems like she's very good, to be honest. Mm-hmm. She's got very good awareness of what's going on. She was somebody that really impressed me when we were doing the backgrounds on different competitors. I wonder if at a certain point they're going to be somewhat resistant to their partners being put in if they think that their partner is actually worthy of like being held for. I think that could also be cause for some splits going forward. Something that I was thinking about in the middle of this episode, and I think this is going to start happening with TV in general, what if they started to air uh, different edits of the show? And as they were airing different edits of the show, they just increased the frequency that that edit got and showed that more as they saw that some people were more likely to continue watching throughout that episode, right? Um, you mean style one edit being very competitive, heavy one edit being whatever more you want. Heavy. You could li- you could literally do whatever you want. Like the po- possibilities are like you could even get it down to like what music you're playing at specific points in time. I think that just requires so much more production work that they're not going to do, at least right now. I mean, it's all editing. Like that's all it is. It's just more editing. Well, I know, but then you have to have one team of editors for the you know Fessy looks good edit. We have to have one team of editors for the Fessy looks bad edit. Like it's. Well, I mean, they wouldn't necessarily do that. Well, I'm I'm just talking about like like the amount of content that they show. I mean, I don't I don't really think it's that much at all, to be honest. Like they have the footage; they can show whatever they want. Um, and then at that point, you're just adjusting the frequency of what works better. I I could see it more so that a premium service has maybe a different type of cut than the main show would. They would offer some alternative perspective. I could see that. I don't think that we're getting any time soon where there are there any multiple channels like what are you doing you're, you're have multiple no, you channels at that point you don't need multiple why do you need multiple channels this is the internet how like what percentage of like the viewing audience is actually watching on on an actual physical like tv with cable it's got to be I still like think, i still think that there's a decent number but this is what are you proposing they do you pick an you, edit or do, they just give you a random one uh no what i'm saying is that they have Let's. They can have an infinite amount. They can have however many that they want, and based off of the percentage of time that people are watching through an episode, if they see that people are just dropping off ten percent of the way through the episode for one edit, all right, like we're not going to show that one as much. If you see that people are watching ninety nine percent of the way through one edit, let's show that one more. Well, what I'm saying is, so so I go to the MTV website, I click on the challenge, Spy Slides Analysis, episode four. Yeah. Do I get a pick which edit I'm watching, or no, am I just given you, one? You just, you just get a random one. That's that seems crazy. No, dude, this is gonna this is gonna happen within our lifetimes for sure, one thousand percent. It's just a more intelligent way to do this. Hundred percent. You require so much more resources to put it into it. I think people would get mad. Not if it gives a better product. No, but like I'm watching one show and you're watching a different one. We get two different shows. People don't like that. But at the end of the day, you could go back and they could like release after a period of time the one that was like the best at it. You could like release that one that's the, the I think best if at you're it. Focus hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You could release the one that's the best at it, and then you could release all the edits too, like all the different ones that came out, and it just gives people more options and more footage to look at. I I, I do not see this. Like what this are we, is, what would we have to do that? Because like the thing is like these. Like obviously we're a very small fish here, but like it, these recap type shows are a decent like amount of pub for them. What are they going to do with that? Like, well, you all have to watch the seventeen different edits they release. That sounds no, so just, crazy. You just watch the one that's the most popular. 
You watch the one that people watched all the way through because that's obviously the one that people care about. Well, so your focus group and get then releasing it? No, dude. Like they can just like Rob. Like each time someone goes to the site, they can just give them a different version. Super easy. Like this is not complicated because like all of this is happening like on like online now at this point. I I think well, well, I think this is crazy. No, it's going. It, it will happen within our lifetimes with the show. Well, why don't we release a different edit of our show that every time somebody clicks on the Spotify link and we can decide what's We're the best way for us. We're too lazy to do that. Let's be real. <laughs> because we, like, we would have to like record like a bunch of different shows. They have enough footage to last for like days, like weeks, months. They literally have well, enough. If we, footage press, to last we, for if we just pressed record as soon as we got on, we probably had enough footage to last for a while. But I, 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 I would be very skeptical of any sort of product like that. I think if you focus group, but that's one thing. But like to have different edits when people are clicking on it, I, I, that is not going to happen. Yeah, it will happen. I'm telling you, it will happen. Well, we're, we're fine. We'll put all the Drew Lock money then on this bet. Then I mean, I don't know that it's happened exactly how Devin's describing, but we've seen the show have different edits on different platforms already. Um, there's the version that airs. There's an edited version that sometimes pops up on MTV.com. There's sometimes a different version on iTunes. Like, And who knows, the international airings of the show might also yeah. have different edits to highlight the people from that country. So I don't think what Devin's proposing is like that there aren't alternate cuts of each episode to air in different markets. Like I don't. I don't discount that. What I do kind of discount is that they will just randomly serve one up. <laughs> I just that one. I, I understand me with that one. I, no, I understand. Like, it's to, but, like I understand. so much of this was a discussion around it. So I'm talking about wow, you know that Corey Fessy conversation was yeah, really interesting. Like, be... Oh, I didn't even get that. I just had Michelle making no, out with the man. Like, there's going to be like predominant <laughs> like storylines that stick throughout them, right? Like, they're they're not going to just like completely like. I'm not talking about, like, the large, like, storyline of the episode. Like, I'm talking about, like, the bullshit fucking Nelson boot camp. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. I, you know, and, like, I, the stuff that they, that. like, edit around that. No, like, no one gives a shit about that stuff. Like, I mean, like, people, like, like I feel like pretend, like, oh, that's hilarious. Like, I love Nelson. Like, I love the, the boot camp. Like, no, like, no one, like, th- thinks about that when, like, who, like, who's thinking about that at this point? It, like it, over the next couple of weeks, like people like don't. I mean, I was thinking about it today when CT and Huey were working out. I don't know. Like, it's just a more intelligent way to do it. Do that, and you can get. I, I think you really product. underrate how much discussion of the show is driving what they're trying to do. But you can still have that discussion. Why can't you have that discussion? No, you can't because they're just airing different episodes. No, the broad strokes are still there. Well, so what are you proposing so, they change? So the so the broad strokes are still there. Everyone can still watch all the versions if they want to, and they can see which one was the one that most the most people watch. But you just said consciously, if I go to MTV and click on the episode, I'm getting a random one. If you're one of the early people that are watching it, yeah. I really think your galaxy branding is going just, to happen. Like, this it's is going not going to happen. Because even <laughs> Rob, Rob, think about it like this: so they can do this. Even if, like, they only do this with, like, a small percentage of the people, that's still probably a meaningful enough sample to do it with the larger group, right? So, like, let's say that they only do, like, 20% that's completely random. The other 80%, they could show that one that is most successful. Again, and you can get they, learnings they, from that for how to, like, edit that for other episodes. Again, at that point, then you're just doing a focus group I can get. If they have a group of testers no, who go in and... Fo- focus groups are stupid. 
They're, they're idiotic. That's what you're actually proposing, except it's not what you No, like at, a you get people, at a larger a scale with sample. actual data, at a larger scale with real hard numbers, focus groups, well, like people are like talking about how they like feel. You get a, like, no, a I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about like you just have to, you have, because they have screeners of these episodes. These are edited a while ago. You show people the different edits of them. You give, I don't know, 40 different people get each version of each episode. Then they watch it. You see which ones hang around for the most. I can see that. That makes sense to me. What you're proposing yeah, is I know. crazy. That does not no, happen. This it is, will happen. I'm telling you it will happen. It's inevitable. It's, um, it's not inevitable. This is crazy. This no, is it's, like it's a, when a better way to do it. And they have the technology to do it now because like, it's going to get to the point where like no one has actual cable. It's stupid to have actual cable. Like I don't get why anyone would do it. I'm telling you, dude, like you, this is like you're in the early 1900s when they, or even before that, when they were talking about how if, uh, like, how are we going to, cities were going to get too big and we'd have too much fecal matter from all the horses we'd be riding around, so we wouldn't be able to go to the city what that big. What are you talking about? You're just galaxy this nowhere. Like, I, it's just not going to happen. But what I'm talking about is that, like, they're going to continue to find better ways to make television shows. Oh, that's a completely different thing. That yeah, they'll keep finding better ways to do them. And that is, is not one of, one of them. That is not better. It. That is dumb. No, it's going to happen. Power right. rankings. Power rankings. <laughs> Rob, start us off. All right. Well, ha- we have Nelson, um, Devin, Corey for the men. We'll just keep in that chalk. Um, we'll go and then uh, Amanda, Nani, Tori for the woman. I haven't. But I, I had to think about. I'm pretty close on the woman's side of it. The men's side, I feel a bit more confident in. Um, and then Nelson, Amanda, uh, Nani for overall. All right. I cannot believe I'm putting this person in my top three. I, I really cannot fathom it. But after this episode, I kind of have to. Uh, I got to go Nelson, CT, Josh. Cannot Josh. believe I'm putting Josh in my top three. This is the first time we've seen him really all season. You know what's interesting yeah. is until he started fighting with Fessy at the elimination, I was like, Josh has the best politics in the game right now. He is seeing the chessboard. He gets what's going on, and then he loses his mind again. It's like, oh, you were so close. <laughs> uh, and then for the females, I'm going to go Amanda. I just don't think Casey's got it in her. Like, I just, for some reason, there's just something that holds her back for me to see her as a real contender yet. So I'm going to say it really falls off a cliff after Amanda for me right now. Uh, I'm going to go Amanda, Nani, and I guess I got to go Smashly. She seems like she's in a great place right now. So for now, that's where I'm at. And then I guess overall, I feel the best about Amanda than Nelson than CT. Okay. Yeah, I think the women, it's pretty easy. I'm going to go Amanda, Casey. I almost kind of want to put, uh, Tori up there now. The fact that Nani is now paired with Huey is just not good well, for Well, but like they're not going to get voted in. I know, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's even better for her, to be honest, right? Like, yeah, she, she who's like who's even touching her? And at some point, someone's going to want to call out Huey. Um, 
yeah. or he was going to get thrown in just because he's not a good competitor. I could see yeah. that. Um, yeah, at a certain point, they'll just have a similar situation like what happened this week, where they just put him in to try to get out, knock out whatever woman's partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm kind of in between Nani and Tori. Um, we didn't, haven't talked about Tori at all. This was an extremely quiet episode for Tori. Uh, which this is the first extreme. time all season, really, she's been invisible like this. She only had, like, two or three confessions. Yeah. Did she even have that I mean, many? I, don't know, I, I think it before. was two. I had her for two. Yeah. It was not much. Confessionals. One-liners, man. Yeah. And it was right, during, I mean, like, the Devin-Josh fight, too. It was, like, Yeah, real generic ones. Very generic. Okay. Anyone could have served that purpose. <laughs> I'll go Nani. Um, for the men, I mean... Like, I can't have Fessy number one. Um, Not after tonight. <laughs> I agree that Josh is in a good position. I don't know if he's in a good enough position for to put in the top three. I think he is, and I'm going to make your argument for this, okay? Who's going to take a shot at Josh right now? Are you going to put, if you later in the game, if you're looking at the threats on the board, if you've got CT still there, you've got Fessy still there, you got Kyle still there. Josh is like Josh and Devin are like number four and five on that list of people you want to see gone. What if he you still got to win a final? I know, but if it's a final of Josh, Devin, and Huey, it's not going like, to. That's not happening. It's, it's not, not happening. happening. <laughs> it's not happening. But but, but if it, it's like let's say it's Josh, Devin, and Kyle by some stroke of miracle, something like that happens. It's anybody. It, I'd give the nod to Kyle, but Josh would be right there. I think it comes back to what I brought up before, though. At the end of the day, when it comes late into the season and the rubber meets the road, those two guys aren't going to beat some of the stronger competitors to gain power in the house. No. Um, but is it possible that, say, Josh and Ashley win a mission and have the ability to match up a Fessy versus CT? That's possible. It's very possible. I really possible. think people can just stumble into these missions. Like, remember Kyle and, Kyle and Anissa won that mission at the end of the last season? Like, the, it just happens, man. Like the, the, yeah, the, like it, happens, the, the, it, it the, happens, but it doesn't happen enough for that combination to be able to get into a final. I mean, the, the mission a couple... I know Fessy and Esther won it, but the mission a couple weeks ago, they're, like, throwing stuff to each other from a helicopter. Like, like so, anybody can win that. Like, yeah, I, we'll I really think... What, hold, on, hold on real quick. What would the final have to be for Josh to have a greater than 50% chance to win the final? Or no, so like a final of five, right? Five men. What would five? that group? Five is too four, many. Four. Okay. A group of four. What would that final have to be for Josh to have a better than 25% chance of winning? Josh is in the final paired with Ashley. He's learning up against Devin, who's paired I'm just with... Talking, no, I'm just talking about the other men. Like, don't talk to no, the women. Don't even throw Over it, yeah. 50%, there's no, there's, no, there's no combination. That's not statistically like possible. What, all right, so let me rephrase that. What, would give him, what combination would give him the best chance to win I, out of the people remaining? Out of the people remaining, it's got to be Josh, Devin, uh, uh, Huey. That's the thing. Okay, Huey... Gabo. And then who else? Yeah, Gabo. Gabo. Gabo yeah. Nah, dude, Emmanuel. I'm, I still might take Gabo. <laughs> no. No. On, I could see you taking Emmanuel, dude, but think, not Gabo. Dude, Gabo's I think Gabo's playing dumb. Like, I don't, like, not even mentioned it this episode. We didn't talk about this. Like, she talked about how every mission Gabo surprises her. I, 
I think Gobbo knows what's but going she's on. Being nice in the confessional, she's not the type to just take a shot. I think he's literally out to lunch on this, but he was aware enough to know he was screwed when his partner was <laughs> stolen. He, like I said, he looked like his grandma got punched in the mouth in front of him. It was like a wound. <laughs> he was done. He knew it. Well, yeah, it's really like it's like Gobbo, like a Jeremiah, maybe because he just doesn't he doesn't seem like he's that aware of what's going on. It's like it's Gabo, Jer- if he if he's in a final with Gabo, Jeremiah, and Huey, then he's got an okay chance. And uh, yeah, an okay chance. Yeah, he has an okay. I'm serious. <laughs> I, I I am very low on his chances to win. But yeah, color and, and me, then- I color me if I I am the one who's being duped here. I I do not think he has a good chance. I think he is it clearly really, the worst male competitor who's been in multiple seasons. You know who's season. somebody who's a rookie though that I actually think has the best shot to win this season is Logan right now. He has been so under the radar. I think it's Emmanuel. I think it's Emmanuel kind of clearly. Why do you see there? Why do you think that there's a significant difference between the two? Uh, well, in the first the first mission when he's running with the hammer, he does that. I mean, I don't know Logan wins it in the end. But he, he's moving with that very well. I think he just has the right type of build for it. I would I would argue that Logan does too. Have we seen like a lot of runner in Logan though? We haven't seen much of anything from him, which from, leads me we to seen believe much of anything from anyone. Oh, the manual was very fast at the beginning. At least I, well, I we've that's gotten more. Got to go on. We've gotten a more Emmanuel screen time than we've had Logan at this point. But the thing that is interesting to me is it looks like the way they're editing this season is they're really front-loading the the fiery personalities, but they're going to start getting more screen time as they go as some of these people drop out because Corey and Michelle have gotten a lot of screen time these first four episodes, and now they're gone. Yeah. So who's going to so fill that gap? The, so it's kind I, of a trope that always happens, is there's the rookie pair who wins a couple eliminations in the beginning, and then definitely. They, mm-hmm. yeah, that gets a, kind of that type of spot. There, there always says somebody who's like that. I mean, I think... I mean, he's Emmanuel's got the dancer background too, which we've seen at least to some success. And on he the show. stuck around I, I think forever on Romanian Survivor, which lasted for months. Like that had to be difficult. I'm somewhat skeptical of Logan, to be honest. Right. I don't think he has much winner potential. I don't think any of them do. I, I think the one that has the best is Ed. Well, that's actually not a bad call. Either. I like, think I could but like okay. Ed seems to be like an exceptional athlete. Um, very well liked in the house. Um, and I think he knows that he just needs to like play it easy, right? Like he seems like he has a good awareness of what's going on. Correct. He knows Mm -hmm. that he's not, he can't go in there and start calling shots. Like he Mm -hmm. he knows he has no pull. Yeah. You know, what's going to be interesting. And I will go back to the conversation I had with the cast member on my abysmal vacation that occurred. It was the highlight of the trip, surprisingly, which is kind of sad in hindsight. Uh, that person said that he really believes this season is going to be fire and it we're getting rid of all the dead weight. If you've noticed, like there's a lot of dead weight falling off so far. Oh, that's what I was going to bring up. So I, the biggest mistake with the format made this season is that the group that wins the challenge can pick any male and female and they don't have to pick a pair. I feel like this yeah. season would be so much better if they were forced to pick a pair to go into elimination. It's one of those high size twenty twenty things because they probably didn't realize there was going to be this solid of a veteran group going into it. And I, I think the hope is that once they start taking shots at each other on the house vote, that that's going to bleed into the winners' picks as well, and there'll be more going on there. Yeah, and I don't this even think all, it's, it's the hindsight. Like... Go ahead. No, you can go ahead. Go ahead. 
all right, I don't think it's even a hindsight 2020 move. Like, I think it's actually a great concept because I really think what it's doing is you're really getting rid of the people who don't have a shot to win the season. So when we get to the last half of this season and we don't have the stupid skull thing going on, it's going to force people to have to put their name on people and it's going to cause problems. And I really think that the, the I'm watching how this season is playing out right now. I really think we're going to get some real fiery episodes as we keep going. So My thing was- is I actually really prefer when they let more than one pair win. So I think it just creates much more contentious voting situations. I'm just glad well, the Troika type stuff is gone. Like I did not, see, I, actually, I don't I, miss that. I, I at don't all. like what I don't like in War of the Worlds two where the tribunals just voted on, or in Vendettas when the Troika can just like put themselves in the Troika again consistently, basically. But I think on the tribunals those work better because you have some contention between the teams on votes. Now it's just whatever they want's fine. Um, I, I'm so, I'm keeping a very open mind because I really think that we're going to get some fireworks, and I think it's coming. I, I think soon. it'll turn out like the, these first couple episodes. You, there's some issues with it, but I really think once they like episode six, seven, I think it'll be fine. We talked, yeah. we kind of talked about this already, but when it comes to the veteran men, who do we think is the the lowest person on the lowest people on the totem pole? CT and Kyle. I really think it's CT. Yeah. Unless we're just not seeing something, it's. I would probably put CT at the bottom and Kyle right above him right now. And then for maybe the Fessy's veteran, falling. Yeah, <laughs> Fessy might Fessy's be falling, falling to the bottom right now too. And for the veteran women, it's Amber B and Big T, right? Mm-hmm. Big T's yeah. kind of seemed clearly like she's on the bottom so far, unfortunately. I mean, there's really not that many veterans men, to be honest. Yeah, okay. Big T is a person without a, a country right now. To pardon a pun, like. She doesn't really have a rookie alliance, and she definitely really doesn't have a vet alliance. Like, she's just a scapegoat vote as soon as they need Yeah, I wonder what she's trying to do. Because she definitely seems to know she's at the bottom. Well, I know, but, like, is she, like, trying to talk to uh, Amber and CT? I don't know. I just don't know what she's doing in terms of the group she's going to. Like, so I'm still trying to pick my winner for the men. I think this is really tough because, like, logically, like, I should move Nelson up, and he should be the first person. I just can't see him winning because he has so many fatal flaws when it comes to a final that like, I think just whoever is in against him is going to beat him. You know what I mean? <sighs> like, but if we're talking about who has the highest probability, I mean, I guess because like, I think he has the, the highest probability to, to reach a final. Right. I just don't like, like him and Corey, like I'll fucking believe it when I see it. And like, I've seen people in Discord talk about it close, too. though. Yeah, but dude, like, it was like, they literally had to, like, force Nelson to be in the final. And then, like, were there any, like, what, like, let's also focus on this. The way that the final is currently constructed now is definitely appreciably different than it was as as of uh, Invasion, right? It's definitely evolved quite a bit, where now it's definitely, like, there's puzzles, there's math involved, and those are Nelson's absolute weakness, well, it's a lot of guys' weakness, and then he, he can just get up the right partner for the woman, and then be fine. He's with Ashley yeah, I mean, in the final. I think he's great. Like that's what he has to count on. That's what it really takes for him. That's what a lot like, of he, have to count on. Though. He has he has to have a good partner, and right now he has Priscilla, right? And that's probably going to change, but he's really depending on that. I don't even think Priscilla's that. I mean, we haven't, just haven't seen that much from her. I thought from her scouting check that she could be pretty good, but again, it's just, she's. She, I'm almost positive he'll have a different final. 
a partner in the final, excuse me. Yeah. Um, this is I something actually else. think it's always just kind of better suited towards him because there's not going to be as much, in all likelihood, there's not going to be as much swimming as there was on Invasion, which she was terrible at. I mean, we don't know. Um, like, if, he, if he's the best runner, if he's in it with Devin and Josh. No I question. mean, you're, you're not really setting the bar high. Uh, Ross, <laughs> that's right? very on. likely, though. That seems very likely. I don't know. Um, what do you mean? I, I think he dusts Devin, Devin and Josh in a run. Yeah, and if I'm he's the solve the puzzles, then great. We're talking about, like, who has the highest probability to, like, get into the final. I don't, I don't know if that's, like, a very, like, I don't know. Like, that would be, like, ideal for him. Um, I, I really think I that's, that like, happening. a very good chance of happening. I think it's like. What odds would you give on him to win right now? If I'm just betting Nelson to win, what are you giving me? How many men are left? One, two, three, four. So there's 13 men. Uh, I would need to think about it. So an even split would be like 8%. Uh. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I mean, I think he has like a very high probability to go to the final. Don't you agree? Okay, what about to win? Plus eight hundred. No fucking get the no. fuck out of here! Hey, 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 <laughs> they have the phone on Rob. Rob, shut the fuck Just, up. Plus plus like, six hundred. Or Rob, well, I don't know. What are you talking? Plus eight fucking hundred. <laughs> well, what do you like, want then, Devin? Rob, Tell me what the price is. You're insulting the listeners, Rob. Like. <laughs> Plus Even eight. people that don't understand betting odds realize that's a bad line. Well, what, what is it then, Devin? Can you show me what the odds are? What are the odds? Pat Mayo is like kissing his pants right now, dude. Okay, is it six to one, like, four to one? What are the odds? Five to this one? Is like, he's also this in is shock most, that there's not been a technical difficulty. This, too, this so. is like, like, like he's like in like awe of like. Well, your what are the odds then, Devin? Give me the odds so I can bet on three hundred. I need to think about it. Okay, well then great. If you didn't think about it so much, then I maybe my odds aren't so bad. What do you think it is then? Five hundred? You haven't you haven't told me your odds, Rob. I'll bet it's, it I was asking what I could bet it on. I know. What would you bet up to? That's what I'm asking. No, I'm not gonna tell you that. I think it's gonna give me that. What 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 and then why do I have to tell you mine then? I'll give you eight hundred. You, you come back oh and give with the God. price and then we'll right, compromise. Alright, Rob. I'll, I'll give you the same odds that you gave me. Alright? I'll give you minus eight hundred. Alright? <laughs> now now we can go from there. That's essentially well, plus, seven, plus seven plus seven fifty then. No, Rob, the we got to end this. All right. Yeah, so we got to be go done. Nelson, Devin, Fetsy, and then I'm probably going to end up moving Fetsy back in one or two weeks. Um, overall, I'll go Amanda, Casey, and then I guess I almost feel more confident about the three women than I do all of the men. Uh, Tony's Nelson. going to win. I mean, Rob. I will give you. No, I will come back with a number next time that we can be confident about. Um. All right. Anything else that we want to discuss? Nope. I think we just need to uh, do our weekly plugs because we have a new shirt. We need to talk about this on the public feed. This is good. Uh, Go for it. What did we do? So we hired a cartoonist. We have a new shirt. If you go to bigdubdiesel.com, dub with two Bs, you will get redirected to our t-shirt short store at Public. And if you are an original listener to this uh, podcast, we mentioned this in the last episode that we did for patrons too. But if you're an early on listener to this podcast, you will want to have this shirt. 
It is a depiction of the Shirt Off My Back mission from Inferno 2 with all of the veterans standing on the balance beam above the water. Uh, the, the badasses, not the veterans. Excuse me, the, the badasses standing above the water. Uh, I think it came out really good. Uh, for every once in a while, you can catch it on sale. It's not on sale right now, so I think it's 21 bucks. We make a marginal amount of money off of this. We pretty much make nothing. Uh, this is kind of one of those things that we wanted to do just like as a nod. For to fun. The yeah. Um, so again, go to bigdubdiesel.com. If you'd like to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com uh, slash the challenge chronicles and subscribe for $4 per month. That gets you, we're, we're pretty much consistently doing one extra episode per week. Um, watch the videos. If you want to watch the videos, you can watch the video of this on YouTube. You can find us at the challenge chronicles podcast. Um, if you want to send us an, a listener email, you can go to the challenge chronicles at gmail.com. We might do an email show here coming up. Um, join the discord. People seem to like it. Uh, that's about it. That's it. Thanks right. for listening, everybody. Good times. Great episode. Talk to you again soon if you're a patron. And if you're not a patron, we'll talk to you again next Wednesday. Bye.